Yeah, guys, it's happening. Oh my God. Baby number two is on the way. <laughs> Which is so funny because all summer you're like, what, what, what are your updates? I'm like, I don't really have any life updates, but meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. I've been having like a freaking huge life update going on. A huge life update. Like the biggest ever. Yes. It's so insane. I'm like so excited for my family to grow. Yeah. I feel like it'll be so, so special. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Welcome back, bitches. Welcome back. We are um, recording this literally <sighs> like five minutes after Ryan got back from New York. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, but I did sleep. I actually slept a lot. Like I slept on the plane. I slept last night. Like I did not try and I felt really guilty because I wanted it to be like, I wanted to be like, oh my gosh, I need to live it up in New York. Like I need to like really take advantage of being there. I did. I mean, I was there for two days and I forget being on those big shoots, how exhausting it is. Like I've had to ask for extensions on so many other projects. I was oh, I can like do that before I go to set or after. No, you're dead. Mm -hmm. You're dead. I was, I was literally a zombie. Wait, I feel like we need to tell people what you were doing in case oh, they yeah. didn't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Rewind, rewind. Thank you. Sorry. Sometimes I just feel, I, sometimes I honestly forget that we're recording for other people to listen. And I think I'm just talking to you. I know. I know. Like that's crazy. Okay. So anyway, everybody. I was in the express holiday shoot. So this is going to be coming out in November and December. Um, we did like video photo. It's all for their like holiday campaign. And hopefully it will be on a billboard in Times Square. But I mean, okay. So I, I, if it is, I think I might, I might not even be in it because. <laughs> Wait, what? No, this is, this is tall girl problems and you will understand this. No. I okay. was the tallest one there. Men, women, everybody, tallest one. Of course. My and, ass, guess and you were where I was? Heels. Where? In the fucking back. Mm. <laughs> and like, you know, as a model, you kind of like to learn to like, mm -mm. no, I was like back, back of the back. And um, so who knows? I had a great time though. Okay. That's we'll all that see. matters. It's we'll going to be so fabulous. It's you looked so amazing. And like, I mean, literally didn't post anything, but in yeah, like the one TikTok anything. video you posted. They, of oh, your hair and makeup. It looked really thank, good. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone, it was so awesome. Like the express team is just incredible. Everyone was so cool. And they brought together the most incredible group of creators. So there was like 10 other content creators, guys and girls. And I'm like, we all became like besties. Like these guys were so cool. None of them were single, I don't think, sadly. They were married. <laughs> a lot of them were married, but they were just so cool, like hanging out with them and like talking to them about work stuff. I was like, damn, this is like, it was so fun to like talk to, like about our industry from a man's perspective. A lot of them were saying they were like, they follow so many women content creators and get so many ideas from us. They're like, you girls are like paving the way. Like you are the innovators. We just like look at your stuff and do it from a man's perspective. Wait, I can't wait to see the men who are in it because remember I used to be like a male fashion blogger for like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. They're really cool. They were really cool guys. Okay. That's so fun. One of them wore like flare seventies pants and had this like 
big beard. He was so, I mean, they were all just so cool and so nice. Um, and the girls were awesome. We really hit it off. And two of the girls live in New York. So they're like, when you come to New York, you've got, you know, we're going to have to hang out. Um, and it was just fun to be in the city. And I actually ran into one of you on the street. I was walking home from the shoot yesterday and this girl stopped me and she's like, Hey, I follow you. Like I really, whatever. And I was like, Oh my God. Hi. She was on her way to a date. She looked so hot. And I was just like, it was really fun. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. But it was back to like, why, what was saying before there was like four, like, main personalities in the campaign, which are like a, like A-listers. I guess I can say who it is. Yeah, I think so. They were posting on their stuff. So it was like Paige and Hannah, Giggly Squad, um, which is so funny because I posted my Instagram that day while I was there that was like, guests are coming back. Who do you want us to interview? And a lot of you said Giggly Squad. So I was like, this is my chance. I'm going to like, you know, become besties with them. I didn't even have a chance to say one word to them because they were like, they had their own suites where they got their hair and makeup done. They weren't with the rest of us. So they would like come in and shoot and then be like swept away. So I was like, darn, but that's okay. And then Chris from TikTok, who he, I don't know his last name. I always just describe him as the guy who delivers coffee to celebrities. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Uh, yeah. And then Rocky Barnes, they were kind of like the main four of the, the campaign. And then we were like the party people, but it was so much fun. It was a blast. And I will say, Express has some fire holiday outfits coming out. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see. Like some fire fits. There, I don't know if I can say too many, but there's a suit that I will be getting for New Year's time. Is it like a dark purple pink velvet? Well, they have one of those. I saw one of those. But they also have like... How'd you see one? I was just wondering too. I think maybe Paige posted it or Hannah. I was going to say, I didn't post anything because they said I wasn't going to post it. No, I think it was like Paige or Hannah because afterwards when he told me they were on there, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to do a pod swap with Giggly Squad. This is perfect. This is and I was perfect. like stalking their stuff. No, I didn't even say hi to them. I didn't even say one word. That's fine. That's, That's fine. fine. Well, I'm happy you had such a good time and I cannot wait so for everything fun. to come out and... I'm manifesting. Hopefully we'll be on a billboard. A billboard for you. I know. We'll see. But also I was like manifesting this for us. I was like, Hannah and Paige are kind of like us. Like, I'm like, we need to be the fate. I'm like, okay, mm, I, I think that we need to like, we need to let the world know that like we are a dynamic duo. I Honestly, I really think that we're not doing a good enough job with that. Because I feel like <laughs> not enough people realize the power we hold together. And like, yeah. You know, I mean, listen, the thing if is, you have any ideas for us on how we need to get on maybe, Facebook, maybe group. we need a reality show. I think, uh, I think that's but because idea. the thing is, is when we're together, a lot of the times we're never posting because we're either just like enjoying ourselves mm -hmm. or we're like really cranking out the work. Wait, I know 100%. That's like, well, well also, do you think that we should create content right now with the way I look? <laughs> because I literally, I've never looked worse. Usually when Christina comes over here, I'm like in like my sweatpants because we record at my place and I'm a hot mess. And Christina comes over, her hair is done, her makeup's done. She looks gorgeous. You always look gorgeous. Even now you look gorgeous, but still you do look like you're not at your best state of mind. <laughs> I've, I've looked better. Let's just say that. Um, no, but you know, what's so funny. Actually, I was watching someone's stories. I think it was Amanda Hirsch from Not Skinny, But Not Fat, who we had on the podcast. And she has done like a whole binge on Love Island. And she's oh, like, wait yeah. a minute, I don't get it. You just go on Love Island. And then as soon as you're done, you have clothing lines and all these things. And I was like, wait, how come Ran isn't going on Love Island? 
because I'm too fat. They wouldn't let me on the show. What? Are you kidding? Literally the one girl, the first girl who was on US Love Island. Oh, we should have her on the podcast. Okay. She was like the first kind of curvy girl. And when I say curvy, I, maybe She's size like six. six. Yeah. Like, mm, I'll do it though. I would go on Love Island. Okay. Because from I, as soon as I was like, wait, this is genius. Well, let's just get Ray in on Love Island. I know. I would do that for us. Yeah. I would. I would do that for us. But, um, <laughs> wow. You're so sacrificial. <laughs> I don't know. I don't so selfless. No, honestly, though. I mean, hopefully the, the US population would like me. You never know. You could go in and come out. You could have a British accent too. You know, you worked on it this summer. I did work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I know we need to get on something we got to get this trajectory also by the way in case you haven't checked out our facebook group the Did photo of ran and her concealer <laughs> is up there okay and i'm actually really disappointed that's the only photo i have i was about to text lauren and ask for more because i feel like it was a close-up and you need to see it from further away also okay i, I was actually thinking about when i was getting ready before you were coming over i was like did chrissy ever post on the facebook group i yeah. need to ask her yeah i did yeah, I mean, maybe we should ask Lauren for some more. I'll ask Lauren for They're some more. They're pretty bad. Um, okay, what are your weekly updates? I don't really have any weekly updates except for that we spent the most amazing time in Malibu, like as a family. Mm. And can I just tell you, it like Malibu's the most fucking special place to me. I love it there. I love it so much. Of course, the entire ride back. Steve was like sending me like Zillow listings and in Malibu. in Malibu. That's like his new thing that we should move to Malibu. Honestly, what are the houses like there? I can, I mean, that's insane. Isn't Malibu like the most expensive place ever? Well, if you're well, on the water, dramatic. if you're like living on the beach, okay. then if you're living on the beach, honestly, you can get like a four bedroom, five bedroom house for like just shy of 30 million, <laughs> which you know, clearly in my budget. If I go on Love Island, <laughs> yes, then maybe we can afford it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, God. I guess I do have major life updates, but we'll get into it after Obsessed. Yeah. Which, um, do you want me to start my Obsessed? I want to hear your Obsessed. Okay. So I was on the plane this morning and I saw like on someone reposted that Barbie Ferreira is not coming back to Euphoria. And I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I was devastated because... I feel like that was such a profound character for like us and so many women to see in a major show that like women who bigger women are always like the fat friend or the like the funny one or the whatever. And she really was like, obviously, I do like the way that she was depicted in the show and she really I think it was just a big deal for a curvy girl to be in a show like that. There hasn't been a statement yet of like the reasonings why someone sent me a DM saying that they wanted her character to develop like an eating, to develop an eating disorder. And she said no and left the show. But I do not know if that is true. That is not backed up by anything. As of right now, when we're recording, I haven't, there hasn't been anything released as to why she decided to leave the show. Okay. So this is super interesting because I did not watch the second season of Euphoria. I've only watched a couple episodes of it, but I do think it's an amazing show. And I loved her character and like the character's development during season one. But then I was like going through comments on it because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's leaving. I kind of just felt like I was disappointed as well. Um, And then I saw so many comments that, that said that 
She literally only had two lines in season two. Yeah, season two. I I honestly thought like season three, she was maybe going to have a bigger storyline. Oh, so people were like, wait, why are you surprised by this? Like she literally had only two lines in season two. And then a lot of people made it seem that like she was asked to leave. Really? Yeah. But I don't know too. These are like all people's speculation and comments. Yeah. Or that like, no wonder she left because look how she, they pretty much wrote her character off in season two. Mm-hmm. So um, that was interesting, but whatever. She's one of the faces of YSL. Yeah, she Like, is, she has a lot going on for her. She's an onto, icon. But honestly, no matter what, Euphoria is one of the biggest shows in the world. That that just stinks, like, whether it was on her court or not. Yeah, Euphoria is, like, huge. Yeah. And she was, you know, a key... Like, there could have been so... Her, her character could have been developed in so many ways. Yeah. I wonder why they did it in season two. I know. I mean, I would have loved to see, like, obviously, if she stayed on the show, how her character could have, like, developed. And as, like, we become more accepting of different body types and, like, seeing her really thrive on the show, her character thrive on the show would have been really cool. So, although I would argue no one thrives on that show. No one thrives on that. That's so. true. That's, it's a dark show, but just to be depicted. I mean, okay, yeah, just yeah. depicted. Definitely. Yeah, I kind of forget that like, Euphoria is fucking dark. Th- that show is so dark. I mean, I really do like it, but like I have to be in the right headspace for it. I'm like, this is, sometimes I just want to watch something that is not as triggering or not as deep or is not yeah, as heavy. Some of the episodes are hard to watch. Yeah, they're really heavy. Yeah. And then I started thinking about like some of the shows. And also real quick, she was still like the frat, fat friend on that show. She was still the fat friend. But I was, that's what I was hoping for. And like as her character developed, developed was that we would see more of her character individual outside of that role of the fat friend. Yes. Like, being the love interest or you know whatever because it is always like the funny fat friend who's you know the supporting character definitely which by the way side note isn't it so fucked up that like through the 90s and early 2000s like the funny fat friend in so many rom-coms was busy phillips who's like not fat at all no she's not fat at all. Like at all. She's she's probably like a size four or six. <laughs> that makes me nauseous. That's so fucked up. It's so messed Yeah. Up. In White Chicks. So many. So many movies and shows. That's so crazy. I've never thought about that. But she was kind of that like, took on that role. Okay, Christina, what's your obsessed with? Okay, so I'm obsessed with Benifer and the J-Lo wedding that no one cares about. Oh, you are. You're the only person. I'm the only person obsessed with it. And actually, like, I really don't care to know any details. I don't really care about her three Ralph Lauren dresses, even though I know they were Ralph Lauren dresses that she wore. But I'm more fascinated by the fact that I just feel like this wedding had barely any coverage. I feel like people on social media don't care. I don't understand. Sorry. I thought you were going to throw up for a second. No. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm scared. <laughs> Christina just looked like she was going to vomit. Dude, it would not be the first I'm sorry. time. I'm sorry. Okay, continue. Um, <sighs> and also, Sarah Hyland and Wells Adams got married in the same weekend. As Which, did Sheena Shea and Brock Davies. And I have seen more coverage for both of those weddings than than J-Lo's wedding. I agree. And I have some theories on it. One, I just feel like, I think that J-Lo has been just so saturated for so long that people, one, don't care. Two, she's been married many, many times. How many? 
four. I think this is her fourth wedding. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, and besides even weddings, there's just always something going on in Jayla's life. Like, I feel like she's always with someone or engaged to someone or like, you know, it wasn't too long ago that she was like with A-Rod and engaged to A-Rod. And then all of a sudden she's back with Ben. And maybe just because they were together in like the early 2000s that people don't feel like this is like fresh and exciting. Hmm. Um, They also got married in Vegas, I think earlier this summer and then like seemed to have like a wedding, like a honeymoon with their kids in Paris. And now they just had another wedding. So I don't know if it's like, okay, JLo, like how many times are you going to get married? Or if it's like an ageist thing and people are like, you're in your fifties, we don't care about a 50 year old bride, which I think is kind of fucked up. I don't know if that's the situation. These are some of my theories. Those are your theories. Okay. And I'm just, and then also... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just so confused because I would argue that JLo is probably one of the biggest superstars and celebrities in the world and has been for like decades now. Yeah. Her staying power is insane, but she has a newsletter called on the JLo and that's where she shares like information. Like that's where she shared her engagement ring with Ben for the first time. That's where she dropped her wedding photos. And I'm just like, why are you, do you need to work so hard? Like you're JLo. Like why do people have to subscribe to your newsletter to find out this information? Right. It feels a bit odd. It feels odd and it feels like gimmicky. And I'm like, why do you need people's email addresses to get photos of your wedding? Do you know what I mean? It, feel, it feels a bit like off brand. I don't know. It feels like, yeah, gimmicky. I don't know that. I didn't even know she had a newsletter, but I'm thinking about like, okay, what if, you know, I don't think it's an age thing because I think let's say Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt got back together. I think people would lose it. So do you think that maybe it's also kind of people don't love Ben Affleck as I think Ben has gone through it. I think people really liked Jennifer. Jennifer Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Also, maybe it's like a jealousy thing. I mean, J-Lo is J-Lo. She's like fucking... But also I think people are kind of over J-Lo because she says she's never had any work done. And I, do you remember that recently? <laughs> Wait, no, I don't remember that. Oh my God. Because she came out with her skincare line yeah. and stuff. And she's basically like saying like she looks as good because of like skincare and all this. And it's like, I'm sure skincare plays a part, but like J-Lo, what else have you had done? And she still says she's had nothing done. Yeah, I, I kind of believe her. Do you believe her? What do you think? She, I mean, she's at least had to have some lasers on that face. Okay. Yes. Agreed. And Botox. Right. But she says she's never had Botox. She right? says she's never had Botox word for word. I'm pretty sure. I feel like sometimes we're like, I've never had work done. And then it's like, oh, I've never had plastic surgery, which I would say like Botox is not considered plastic surgery. But I, but JLo does not drink at all. She also works out like an insane amount. In January 2021, she said, for the 500th million time, I have never done Botox or any injectables or surgery. I mean, maybe she just looks really, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think JLo has had work done? Wait, I believe her. You believe her? I do trust her. I don't know why. <laughs> I Literally, she's done nothing to earn my trust. Like, I, we, I don't know why. Maybe. I don't know. I want to believe her. I, I do. But that was maybe, I don't know. But people don't believe her. So maybe that's yeah. why people don't care about maybe, her. Wedding. Maybe that's it too. Yeah. I haven't seen anything about her wedding at all. I saw more about Sarah. What's her name? Highland. Did you meet a guy from Bachelor Nation? Are you serious? How do you not know the, all the details I've about never, this? I've watched one season of The Bachelor. 
by the way, I have not watched The Bachelor in like two or three seasons now, and I do not miss it at all. Um, but yes, she married Wells Adams, who was on the franchise. These and, Bachelor stars are like big. Like I know. Tyler Cameron. It's the men the, especially. Yeah, I feel like the men have blown up even more than the women. Yeah. Interesting. Probably because the franchise is all women who like want to fall in love with these men. Mm. Hmm. I think the reason the wedding had so much coverage is one, they've been together for a while. They've gone through it. She's gone through it. I think she also was on one of the most popular TV shows. Yeah. Her entire cast from Modern Family was there. So much of the Bachelor cast was there. So yeah. it was just like so fun for people to, to like, watch. To watch. It and really it targeted stunning too. Yeah. It really tapped into a lot of audiences. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, between Teresa's wedding, JLo's wedding. We've had a lot of wedding we've talk. We've had a lot of wedding talk. Wedding talk. Um, well, I think that's enough wedding talk. I, I think, think so, Christina, if we need to get into your biggest update. Yeah, guys. It's happening. Oh, my God. Baby <laughs> number two is on the way. <laughs> Which is so funny because all summer you're like, what, what, what are your updates? I'm like, I don't really have any life updates. But meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. I've been having like a freaking huge life update going on. A huge life update. Like the biggest ever. Yes. It's so insane. We're so excited. Um, but my gosh, it's been a roller coaster. I'm like four months pregnant now. <laughs> Which is wild because that feels like that feels like a long time. That feels like a long time. And I had absolutely zero inclination to when you told me it was a complete and total shock. I know. I wish I I was so mad. I was thinking about this. I was like, I wish I got a video telling you. I had I had no, nothing. I had zero idea. Like it wasn't even the in the back of my head. You I, really did a good job at playing it off. I know. I feel, I feel like I told you pretty early on too. It's so funny because we've been, we always knew we wanted to have multiple kids. And it's funny because when you're younger, thinking about kids, you're always like, I want to have three kids, four kids. At least that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. And then we had one kid and I was like, okay, I definitely want to have one other kid for sure. Um, but like how, when, like, this is the scariest thing. And it's funny because my sister, sister and I are 18 months apart or 20 months apart. Steve and his brother are like 16 months apart. And I just feel like all growing up, like all of my friends, like their siblings, older or younger, were like a year and a half, two years apart. Close together. Yeah. And that's kind of just like what I've always wanted and like grew up wanting. Yeah. And then when you're an adult and you have kids and you realize for that to happen, like it feels so, so soon. Do you, so do you feel like you were just pregnant like yesterday? No, actually, I don't feel like I was just pregnant yesterday. Okay. I don't feel like I was just pregnant. I, I guess it now it kind of feels like a while ago as I'm going through it again, because I feel like it's almost hard for me to remember certain things. Right. But when we first started trying, I was like, oh my gosh. The second time around. The second time around. I was like, this feels like... It, it felt soon. So did you guys have a conversation? You were like, we want to start trying again. Okay. So yes, we've been talking about wanting to start trying for a while. We're like, when do we want to start trying? When do we want to start trying? We probably started these conversations in March that were like, we should start trying somewhat soon. And when Steve and I got pregnant with Nicholas or we're trying to get pregnant with Nicholas, it took us about like six to seven months to get pregnant, which honestly felt like the longest six to seven months. Cause like when you're trying to get pregnant, you grow up like your entire life thinking you're going to get pregnant by putting a tampon in. Mm -hmm. And then you realize how hard it is. And it's like kind of freaky. 
so we're like, okay, we need to like start trying. Cause I guess in my mind, my goal would be to get, get pregnant over the summer. I was like, we'll get pregnant at the end of Greece. Like it'll be perfect. I had this whole thing planned out. You guys, I'm not freaking kidding you. We got pregnant the first time we tried. How do you? How do I know? Yeah, how do you know? I, know I don't get be, how this works. Okay, I know because you can track your pregnancy. Like uh, you have like, okay. the flow app. So you know when you're ovulating. Okay, so, so you're like, we're ovulating. We're ovulating. We were in New York City. It was when we went there in May. And we just like had like such a fun like couple days in New York City filled with like lots of sex. And I just remember looking at my calendar and be like, oh my gosh, I'm ovulating. And like right now, I was like, Steve, we can get pregnant right now. And he is, and we were like, okay, like, let's just do it. And, oh then, and then we're like, no, like it's not actually going to happen. And then I remember the first time I started to realize like, wait a minute, I might be pregnant was actually when I posted something about the manchego cheese giving me acne on and then Instagram. You were like, wait, is it the cheese? And no. And someone was like, I remember the last time you were pregnant you said the cheese was giving you breakouts, but you were actually pregnant. And I was like, this bitch is crazy. And then I was like, wait, or is she right? Or is she right? And she was. She knew before me. Oh my gosh, people are so observant. <laughs> I know, it's so what? crazy. Yes, it was so crazy. Um, and I, we were back here and I remember like, being like, wait, I should be getting my period cut somewhat soon. And then I looked at like the flow app and it said, your period's like two or three days two or three days late, like you may be pregnant, take a pregnancy test. And I was just like, I'm fucking pregnant. Like I just knew. That's I just crazy. knew. You guys must be a very fertile duo. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have thought that the first time. Yeah. Um, but after talking to a bunch of people about it, it turns out like this happens to like a lot of people where like the second time is way easier for you to get pregnant. Interesting. So if you ever struggled and want to have another kid, keep that in mind. Okay, so how has this pregnancy been so far compared to pregnancy numero uno? I cannot even begin to explain how different it's been. It's been so different. So when I got pregnant the first time, I got pregnant in March 2020. <laughs> the world believe. just shut down. Like we found out we were pregnant like two weeks after everything shut down. So literally... I mean, I guess we were flipping the house, so we had that big project, but that was mostly Steve. Work was not nearly as busy. There were no social engagements or obligations. Nothing. No events, no social, nothing. Nothing. So for me, like, I was just pregnant. You just were at and, home. Yeah. And just, like, at home, being able to watch TV, chill out, go for walks around the neighborhood. There was, like, no one even walking around the neighborhood. It was, like, very, very chill and easy. And now this time around has been so much harder just because there's so many things like I want to do and things I need to do. And also I have a toddler and I feel like that's been really, really difficult. It's like trying to balance being super pregnant with also running around, taking care of a toddler and then like handling work. Like honestly, also I just get sick during pregnancy yeah, I feel like, I feel so bad for you. I've been getting that's like, why Christina looks that's why I look because she's I been sick in bed for all week. All week, yes. What? See, that's like I honestly feel like maternity leave needs to start like when you're pregnant. Like you should not be expected to like people. This is ex this is exhausting. I know, I know. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, it's not that bad at all. Like I also just went went on a three week vacation in Greece. That's true. Do you that know what I mean? True. Like you you can do it. 
Like you can do it. And it's also like not so bad for other people. Like I have friends who've never thrown up once. It just depends on your body. For some reason, I just get sick. I really hope I'm not one of those people. I know. Also, I will say, although I've gotten sick during pregnancy, it's been different than with Nicholas. Because with Nicholas, I would literally projectile vomit around the neighborhood. (laughs) This time. I remember that. Yeah. This time, the guy, I'll never forget being on the phone with Jason. Didn't you throw up in your car? Yes, while driving on the 10 freeway in the left lane. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. I felt that one time I projectile vomited mac and cheese all over the neighborhood. And then there was like literally a committee being like, we need to get the homeless people out of this area because look what's happening. They blamed my throw up on a homeless person. And I felt so embarrassed. And I don't think I told anyone. I let the <laughs> random homeless people take the blame for it. Okay. I'm ashamed. I mean, there wasn't like a person they were blaming it on. It was just like casual conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But this time I've been really sick, but at least that hasn't been happening. Okay. That's good. Also, we were trying to have a baby and we were so excited. But when we first found out, I cried mixed tears of happiness and also sadness of not being able to party in Greece. (laughs) And Steve's like, I don't understand. Like, we wanted to have a baby. Like, why are you sad? And I just remember being like, you know, sometimes I like to have international cigarettes in Greece at the beach, like after my drinks. He's like, what? He's like, you're crying because you wanted to smoke a cigarette in Greece. And I was like, I just want the option. He's like, Christina, get it together. He was like, he's like, I don't, I don't think that you really care about that that much. I think that you're just feeling overwhelmed. And I'm like, maybe I think, I think you were overwhelmed and it was coming out in the form of not being able to party in Greece. Exactly. And he literally held me like a baby and was like, this is so exciting. I was like, I am excited. Oh my God. So only you. Yeah. So it was just like so overwhelming. Um, but I feel like those have been the main differences, but it's just crazy experiencing pregnancy in a lockdown. Versus now. And it's also super interesting because I feel like I don't think anyone else will be able to, unless you got pregnant during COVID, you'll never have that experience, you know? There's a small group of people that have experienced that. Yeah. Well, I think it's important that you do give yourself time to rest and not try and keep up at the speed you normally do, which I know is hard for you. Super hard. Also, I have to say that one of the biggest differences for me right now, and like one of the best differences is that I changed my doctor's. Oh yeah, because you had a horrible doctor last time. And I had no, I didn't even realize it until the end. And I didn't realize it until I changed my doctors this time. I'm obsessed with my doctors. You said he's hot, isn't he? Yeah, I have two of them. One is like this woman from New York who's so cool and so great. She's like my primary doctor. Amazing. And then in California, you have to go to like specialists for like ultrasounds for like these certain weeks. Okay. Like they're called like high risk OBs or whatever. And my one last year or last time made me wait like two and a half hours minimum, blah, blah, blah. He was so cold. I could barely even understand him. He didn't speak great English. He was just bad at explaining things that were going on. I'm not even kidding you. This doctor walks into the room, sexiest bald man I've ever seen with like the most (laughs) stunning blue eyes. He had a mask on, so I don't know what his mouth looks like, but he was hot. And I was like, Steve, do you see our doctor over here? And he just explained everything so incredibly well. Like he had the best analogies. I'm obsessed with him and I'm obsessed with both my doctors. And I'm like, wow, this is a world of a difference. Good. So just a reminder, in case you don't love your doctors, there's other ones out there. There's better ones. Yeah. Um, But yeah, overall, I'm super excited. I can't believe that we're having another baby. I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. I keep trying to tell Nicholas. I keep forgetting that you're pregnant. I know. 
like I do keep forgetting kind of, but then it's a big thing. But then I'm like at my birthday, I'm like, Oh yeah, Christina should they'll just Uber. I'm like, no, wait, she'll drive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not drinking. Yeah. She's not drinking. She's not doing anything. Yeah. I know. So wild. Okay. What are you most excited for? Okay. So I started like Nicholas, like when he plays with his toys or whatever, I started being like, Nicholas, look, this is a little baby. Like, what do you do when like a baby cries? And he'd be like, eh, and like do a fake cry and like act it all out. I'm like, you do nice. And you touch the baby and you give the baby a kiss. <laughs> so now he does that. And it's so cute with his toys. He'll pretend like they're a baby and like fake cry and then like pet them and like give them a kiss. <laughs> and like he has this little bottle. I don't even know where he found this little bottle from. And he like gives them like a, like he's holding like a little baby a bottle. Oh, my God. And it is the sweetest thing ever. So I just cannot wait to see him as a big brother because I feel like that will be like the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. So I'm super, I guess that's what I'm most excited about. I'm like so excited for my family to grow. Yeah. I feel like it'll be so, so special. I, yeah. I also like weirdly excited. So our baby is due end of January. Mm-hmm. And normally we travel a lot during the holidays and I'm kind of excited to like not go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. I always feel like around the holidays, you're trying to figure out all this stuff. You can't do anything. Yeah. I'm not going to. Normally I would try to figure it out and like do a bunch of things. And now yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay home with my Good. baby and like watch Christmas movies and like make him fall in love with Home Alone. And I'm excited for like that downtime. Yeah. Because I think that's like the hardest thing that I hear that people struggle with. And like what I've been struggling with the most is mom guilt. And people are say that mom guilt is the worst when you feel mom guilt from like one of your children to the other. Because like to have to choose one child over the other is like the worst. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes like especially during this pregnancy because I get so sick, I've had to choose like myself almost like over being with Nicholas, which is like such a shitty feeling. And luckily I have like Steve and like a great support system that doesn't make me feel guilty about that. And then, and that can take over. Mm -hmm. um, but that makes me like nervous. Like I don't want ever want him to feel like he's put second, but obviously like a newborn requires like so much attention yeah so Do you know my actually now that you know I can't remember the story if it was I think it was one of our neighbors or something they had a baby and the older the older sibling was up the baby was up crying they had just brought it home and the older sibling was like take that thing back <laughs> like that's what Nicholas is gonna go that's like an old older brother thing that the first kid has got to go through they're like who is that? What are they doing here? I don't want them here. Get them out. Are you kidding me? My parents love to tell everyone how I dragged my sister off the bed. Like you a couple did. days home to the hospital. And then I used to like bite her all the time. Like I was so jealous of my sister. And I, I, I mean, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Okay. I want to know. I feel like I'm interviewing you. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> what do you want to know? I want to know how do you feel like, I know you talked a little, bit, a little bit about this, but in regards to like your body changing and going through this, like mentally and like thinking about going through all of those changes again. Okay. Well, it's interesting that you asked this because I feel a couple different ways about it. One, my lips have never looked bigger. <laughs> Last pregnancy, it was your nose. No, last pregnancy, my lips got looked bigger towards the end, but also my nose, which I'm dreading that happening. But people keep asking me if I got lip injections on Instagram and I'm so flattered. You're like, <laughs> and my lips have like gotten swollen and I'm like excited about that. 
too, my body feels so much worse this time than last time. It's the weirdest thing ever. Like last time I always tell you, like I was able to wear jeans up until I was like seven, eight months pregnant and like literally the same pair of jeans. Yeah. It was fine. This time, like even though clothes fit me, I just feel like such a weird pressure on my stomach. Like it's actually really, really painful. Like I had the cutest reformation set that I got um, to wear in Greece and it's like a stretchy Jersey fabric and it was like a skirt and a crop top. I could not wear it in Greece because the way, like the waistband, even though it wasn't tight, the way it just rested on my stomach hurts so badly. So I'm just, my body hurts more and is way more sensitive. And I hate that. That actually makes me feel like shit. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. No, it doesn't sound fun at all. Also in the beginning of my pregnancy, before I went to Greece, I was working out like crazy and I felt amazing about it. And I need to try and get back on that train. I've just been really sick, unfortunately, to do that. But as far as like my body growing and like my stomach growing, I kind of, I'm just kind of looking forward to all those changes and embracing them. I feel like it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of me is terrified. And I truly mean terrified that I'm going to have a swole Steve size baby. (laughs) Because... (laughs) <laughs> Wait a minute. So when I went to the doctor, <laughs> I had to write down, like, they ask you all these questions about, like, your parents and all this stuff. They have to know all this information. And they ask for, like, were any of your parents or siblings, like, an abnormal size? Wasn't your mom an abnormal size? So I wrote that my mom was 16 pounds. And the doctor was like, your mom was 16 pounds and literally could not stop laughing. I was like, apparently. Um, so anyways, apparently my mom was 16 pounds. Steve was, like, a 10-pound baby. Steve's brother was, like, in a 9-pound baby. And Nicholas was six pounds, three ounces. He was a small baby, which was honestly a blessing. Like literally, I mean, this is probably too much information, but like when I had him, my vagina went back to normal immediately. I didn't tear anything. It was like easy, like knock on wood. It wasn't bad at all. Um, so Steve is coming. But, this, or, but well, I also had- Stevie, girl, we don't know. Yeah. I, I also had like a singular, singular umbilical artery the first time around, which meant the baby is smaller and I don't have that issue. Knock on, like, thank goodness. Thank like God. I don't have that now, but I just have this like fear and it might be irrational that this baby is going to be huge. So well, I'm just, I mean, just looking at me. the size of you and Steve and that the taken into the fact that your mom was a 16 pound baby. I think that is a very valid fear for you to have. Exactly. That's and what you I'm really saying. Out with Nicholas. So honestly, just prepare for that. I know that's what I'm, that's what I'm terrified about. But other, otherwise body changes, I'm not so worried. Like you never felt like just like, again, I've never been pregnant, but I've heard my friends be like, I just feel like fucking huge. I felt like, like that, that the last couple weeks. Okay, only the last couple I weeks. I felt like that the last couple weeks because like at that point... You're just ready to get the baby out. You're just out. ready to get the baby out. You are huge. Yeah. You are huge. And I just remember having like really bad heartburn, mm-hmm. which some people have it all pregnancy. I didn't get it all pregnancy up until like the very end. And I'm sorry, for people who have heartburn like all the time, how do you deal with that? I don't know if I've ever had a heartburn. You would know. I I was like, I don't know if I've ever had a heartburn. And then once you heart, have it, you know. It's horrible. Yeah, it feels oh, really geez. bad. It like, almost feels like you can't breathe. It like... Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, so... But I'm not so... I mean, I also heard that you got a lot bigger your second pregnancy. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I'm just trying to be as healthy as possible, be as active as possible. And I kind of don't have a choice because... I have a toddler <laughs> that you're chasing around. That I'm chasing around. You have no choice. Yeah. And a duet. Oh gosh. You've got your hands full over I have, there. I have my hands full. Um, 
but I'm so excited. And I just feel like one good thing is that we have everything. I mean, I right. have to get clothes and stuff, but like, I'm not worried about any of that. Like, I don't have to worry about like, actually, now I'm saying, I'm like, wait, I do kind of have to worry about like the strollers wait. and stuff like that. Yeah. And then will Nicholas move into the other room? I have no idea what we're doing about our living situation, but I'm also weirdly not stressed out about that because as we try and figure out where the hell we're going to live, I feel like the baby will probably stay in our room for at least four months. Okay. As did Nicholas. Okay. Got it. So I kind of feel like if the baby is born at the end of January, that's like February, March, April, May. Okay. So I kind of don't feel like anything needs to change. Like I'm not going to create a nursery for the baby in our current space. I'm going to keep our guest room as it is. And like, we'll have the bassinet in our room. Got it. And then like use actually where the baby's clothes going to go. I was going to say, I feel like we need to think of things. Yeah. I actually haven't quite thought this out, but the baby like does normally sleep in your room for the first couple of months. I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. So I don't have to worry about like its own room. What is Nicholas going to get out of a crib? I don't know about that. I was asking my friends who have older kids and they say normally around three years old. Three? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. I think. But his crib converts into a toddler bed. Oh. And we have all the conversions for that too. Oh. So like that'll be fine. Yeah. So you'll have to get another crib. I would have to get another crib or I guess I could just get Nicholas's own stuff. Yeah. But again, we're not, we're definitely no matter what, not staying in our place past like May. Okay. But I feel like that gives me some time to figure out what the heck we want to do. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Although that's kind of scary now that I think about it with like an infant and a toddler. You'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. As you said, moms can do anything. Yeah, exactly. Well, any other words of uh, anything else you want to share with us about the pregnancy before we get into ask away? I think that's it for right now. I want to know if anyone knew. I want to know if anyone knew too. Did anyone know? Tell us. Leave us a comment or post in the Facebook group and tell us if you think you had, if you had an inclination that Christina was pregnant. Yeah. I want to know if you knew. I had no damn, no idea. And I also want to know if you think you know the sex of the baby because mm-hmm. we know, but we're not going to share yet. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm very, very curious to hear your thoughts. All right. Well, with that, let's get into Ask Away. This is a bit of a shorter, not question, a statement, but I feel like a lot of people, more people than we think can relate to this. So someone said, I have never been in a relationship and it feels like it will never happen. I love myself, but what the fuck? I feel like there are more women than you think that have not had a relationship, but as a society... That is the thing that we put the most emphasis on. Think about like, I always think of like the Sex in the City episode where Carrie goes to the baby shower and she, you know, has a, ends up having like a shower for herself to get her shoes back, whatever. Every major milestone in our life, like after you graduate college is around a relationship essentially mm-hmm. for women. That is actually really crazy when you think about that. It's so crazy. Like we don't celebrate a woman getting a promotion in the way we do her getting engaged. Mm-hmm. So I think it feels like this immense pressure because that's what we've created in society. And I think a lot of people don't share that they haven't had a relationship because they are ashamed of it, which there's nothing to be ashamed about. When was your first relationship? When I was 18. Okay. I've only had, I mean, I'll be 30 mm-hmm. next year and I've only had one boyfriend. Yeah. 
But you guys were together for a long time. True. Yeah. My first real relationship, I guess, before Steve was when I was 21 mm. or 20. And I felt so much pressure and I felt so embarrassed by it because all growing up, like especially through high school and middle school, even in college, I was the only friend that did not have a boyfriend. Same. So I know that feeling and I think it's easier said than done to be like, who cares? Like, it's not a big deal. But honestly, you're not missing anything until you find someone like worth being in a relationship with. Stop rushing for, for that. Enjoy your single life. Enjoy time with your friends. Enjoy, enjoy discovering yourself. Like you have the rest of your life to be in a relationship. I feel like that is not something to be rushed. I feel like that's not something to be embarrassed about. And trust me, you're in a, a way better place. I feel like so many people are in, in unhappy relationships and just feel like they need to be with someone just to be with someone. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to fall into that trap. Yeah, I think it's always like, I mean, the grass is always greener. For sure. You think... Oh, you know, if I had this relationship, if I had that. And to be honest, though, I will say I am sympathetic because there are so many things that it feels like maybe you miss out on when it comes to like a relationship. But I promise that's like seeing it with like rose colored glasses, because for every for all of those good things, they're like relationships are fucking work. And mm. I'm sorry, but a lot of if you're a straight I'm speaking for if you're a straight woman dating straight men. It's rough out there. And I think more and more women are not having relationships or getting into relationships later because like men are not meeting us where we're at. Like we have put in the time, we've put in the work. And if you're doing that, like and in a relationship is your goal, I do feel like someone will come along for you. And it may not be in the timeline of what society says is like whatever it feels like everybody else is doing, but it's going to be your own story and it's going to be unique to you. And it's going to be freaking awesome. Absolutely. But I feel, yeah, I feel like I always feel like I was the girl who never had like a boyfriend or everyone else, like, or I have friends who seem to always have boyfriends. And it, I, I honestly still don't understand it. Do you have those friends who like always have a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm seriously like, how? Like, I don't get it because I've just never had those options. <laughs> Yeah. But you also like want different things for yourself too. You know what I mean? True. Very true. I think relationships come when, honestly, I know this kind of sounds like annoying too, but I do sometimes believe that you end up finding a relationship or the right person when you least expect it. So I think you just need to be open. And I think the only real advice that I can give to make sure you're not doing is to make sure that you are not putting yourself in like a friend zone or put or giving yourself or keeping yourself from like these opportunities because I do sometimes feel like when you're used to not having a relationship or you feel like maybe you don't get attention from people, you kind of like already assume that no one's going to be interested in you. And I feel like that's just not the energy you want to put out there. Cause I do feel like having that sort of negative energy sometimes makes people feel like you're disinterested. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard though, because I completely agree with you. But then I have been in that mindset where I'm like, where I'm like, well, well, what am I supposed to do? Like just fucking put on a happy face every fucking day when like I'm getting rejected by men left and right. I know. I get it. Cause I've been in both places too. I know. But I do feel like they both can exist together. They can't exist together. I think, I think you're right, Christina, they can't exist together. And I think it doesn't. Yeah. I think for me, it had to be like, really just coming back to like, no, I am 
worthy. Worthy. And here's why. Yes, definitely. That's Mm -hmm. what it all comes back to and remembering that. And if someone doesn't see it, or if you feel like is not being like honored by the people you want it to, then you don't want those people anyways. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes there's like some patience in that. Yeah. And I think too, like, don't ever let any guy or anyone make it, make you feel like weird about not having a relationship. And if they do, they aren't it. Like, um, I've, I've had a friend who she's been single now for five years and she was on a date recently and she's only had one boyfriend as well. And this guy thought it was so weird. And I'm like, well, I think it's weird if you've had like 25 boyfriend, boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever in relationship after relationship after relationship. Right. I'm like, there's always, everybody is different. Exactly. Your timeline is different. Just try your best to like, you know, stay confident and enjoy where you are right now. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. We will be back next week with our first, do we have our first guest next week? Yes, we do. Our first guest back after our this this episode concludes our summer series. I know, so crazy. I know it's been a, it's been a whirlwind. So thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com, and find us on Instagram at confidentcollective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us. 